This is Coach, and you're listening to the Film Survivor Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Film Survivor Podcast. I am Tom Santilli, the Survivor Examiner for Examiner.com. I'm also a film critic for the syndicated TV show Movie Show Plus and the current president of the Detroit Film Critics Society. You can find all of my full movie reviews, TV segments, celebrity interviews, and all of my Survivor coverage on my website, TomSantilli.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at TomSantilli. Speaking of my Survivor coverage, this Wednesday, February 25th, is the 90-minute premiere episode of Survivor Worlds Apart, the 30th season of Survivor. It's hard to believe. Every week throughout the season, you can join me on Twitter or on my website, TomSantilli.com, for tons of exclusive Survivor coverage. I do a weekly episode preview every Wednesday morning. I follow it with a full recap and episode breakdown and analysis, which is usually up just after midnight. And then every Thursday afternoon... Join me for my exclusive one-on-one interview with the voted-off castaway from the previous night's episode. I get 15 minutes each week with the person who just saw their torch snuffed, and it's a lot of fun, so be sure to check that out too. Okay, so with that out of the way, uh, my guest today is pretty much my number one guest lately. It's uh, none other than Gordon Holmes of XfinityTV.com. Gordon is a Survivor guru who covers the show, and he's also the curator and the co-creator of the Survivor Hall of Fame which I'm sure you're all familiar with at this point. Uh, Now, Gordon is not just your average Survivor fan or even press member. He's part of a very exclusive group of press members who get to actually go out and watch the first three days of filming on location with the cast and the crew of Survivor. Gordon was present for the first few days of the filming of Worlds Apart, which took place last summer, and I plan to ask him about all kinds of inside info on his time out there behind the scenes as well as his take on the new cast and who he thinks stands out this season. So without further delay, let's chat with Gordon Holmes. All right, so Gordon Holmes uh, is again with us on the podcast. How are you doing, Gordon? I'm well, yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, i got to start off by giving you some um, congratulations are in order. Uh, your recent engagement. Uh, thank you, sir. Yes, uh... December, I popped the question, and she foolishly said yes. <laughs> Sorry, ladies of the world, uh, Gordon is off the market. Um, I started, you know, start off on a bad note here, but no, that's awesome, man. Congrats! You can hear the, cle- you can hear the collective hearts breaking all at once. <laughs> you know, Sorry. Oh man, oh man. Well, very cool. I like uh, uh, on social media too. I like the the couple uh, bachelor party ideas that you've been posting. Uh, looks like that should be a pretty interesting time. We do have some cool ideas. We're talking about like maybe a game of like Double Dare, uh, <laughs> maybe Fight Club, but with pillows. You know, remember in Flash Gordon where Flash Gordon had to reach into that thing? Yeah. The, the snake, whatever, like something like that. Like, <laughs> you know, we're a little too old for the you know uh, gentlemen's club roots, so we want to try something a little more adventure. Maybe a combination of all of these ideas somehow. Possibly. Yeah, I'm sure it'll all get pieced together. <laughs> well, we very cool. We have the idea cool. that, we, that we would all do like a Russian roulette thing where we each have a shot, but one of them would be poison, <laughs> and uh, the person who got the poison would have to be weekend at Bernie's around for the rest of the weekend. So we'll we'll figure something creative out. So it sounds like we'll all hear about this party in the news at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I will not make it to this wedding because I'm sure I'll be serving three to five. <laughs> well, very cool, man. Well, hey, uh, take it from me being married. Uh, we all serve our time in some way, shape, or form at some <laughs> point. So 
<laughs> so we, I think we just crossed the threshold where I have to tell my fiance not to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, let's get into Survivor. Um, now I know that you, I know that you were out there, correct, for uh, for for the taping of this season. Yes, I was there through the first three days, so up to the first tribal. Okay. Well, um, you know, as always, you know, I'll get to the, we'll get to the cast assessment and kind of go through what you thought of each person and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I wanted to like delve a little bit deeper into your experience um, out there. You know, for, for many of us, it's, uh, it'd be a dream to go out there and experience firsthand and kind of peek in on, you know, what they're doing for the first couple of days. And I know you can't reveal certain things, but um, what you can, what, what, from what you can tell us about, I guess. Uh, like, just kind of walk me through your experience. You know, what are you told um, going into it? What's the first thing you see out there? You know, what's your involvement? Uh, what's your interaction with people? You know, just kind of walk me through your experience. Sure. Um, so we're there for about a uh, little under a week. We uh, we get to hang out with production, be at the base camp, get to, to meet all of the crew, and, and they really are awesome. It's really, you know, they, they, they kind of become a family out there, and they're very welcoming. Um, we do pre-game interviews in the days leading up to the game with all the all the contestants. Uh, we interview Jeff Probst, we interview John Crawford, we interview different producers. Um, they're they're really they're really awesome about that. We get to go to the art department, which is my personal favorite part of any Survivor trip, just because if I at my age if I worked on Survivor, that's what I want to do. I'd want to you know sit in a tropical location and and paint torches all day. Um, <laughs> And, and so you know of the uh, twists and stuff like that. They they tell you that right when you get out there. You know, when you're interviewing them, you know that they're in the three tribes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we we have advanced knowledge as to what's going on before the interviews. We're we're of course very careful not to lead in any one direction. If you know if it's something they've heard before, an example is you know before um, a season, if they mention, I, I think it was maybe South Pacific where they knew there were going to be two returning players. Okay. Because they had seen it from the trailer at the finale that we can talk about it then but if it's we we do our really do our best to um you know the integrity of the game is, is something that's very important to me so sure when i do an interview you'll hear me say things like if there is a twist what do you think it'll be um you'll never hear me call out a contestant's name to another contestant it's always you know what do you think of this cast and if you know if they mention somebody you can follow up on it then but you you don't want to lead anybody i'm always very careful with that kind of stuff now, um, has the yeah, cast seen good. each other? Like, have they like even eyeballed each other to kind of get? I know they can't talk to each other and that sort of thing, but have they seen each other at the point that you're talking to them? Oh, absolutely! Like, uh, and not even way before they get to meet. Sometimes they'll see each other at casting. Okay. Uh, but they, but you know, in the in the interview day, they basically keep them in a, all in the same area, and they're not allowed to talk. Um, so it's really odd because you've got <laughs> like between the cast, between the handlers, between our our the, the press. You've got thirty some people in a really tight location, and none of them are talking. Um, it's, it's always a little odd, um, but yeah. So we do that, and then um, we're there for the three, first three days of the shoot, which means we're there for the drop um, when the game starts. We go to each individual tribe camp, uh, and then we're there for the immunity challenge, tribal council. Uh, we also will test run an immunity challenge, so we can say, you know, like get people back home. Like, yeah, it really is, you know, the real deal, and it's, it's hard and hot and sweaty and gross as it looks. Um, and then after tribal, they kick us out and us home. Okay. Now, while you're out there observing and things like that, are, are, the, are they, have you ever had any castaways that have tried to interact with you, or are they aware of you, or, you know, how, how far off are you from, like, the action of what's happening? Well, when we visit the camp, like, when we visit, I'm sorry, when they do the drop, we're, we're behind a sea of cameras, so, um, you know, they're usually more focused on the game. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the challenge, you know, there's, there's, they, they need to, they can't, you know, do any reshoots, so they make sure they get it all in one take, so there's, 
you know, a ton of cameras there. So, again, we're behind a ton of cameras. Uh, but when we go to the camps, we're literally in, the, like, a, a very, you know, it, right outside where they're going to sleep. And um, a good rule of thumb is, you know, you don't want to accidentally walk into a shot that might be important later. So sure. my my attack is I tend to find a cameraman and just hang out behind him because, you know, he's in the shot i won't get in trouble too and, and, and um, amongst the sea of all these camera people and all these people you've never had contestants be like oh my god there's gordon holmes uh, there that actually has happened uh not not in those exact words but you know like if that would happen i'd walk away it happened actually my first time in gabon um and i was it was my first time i was super nervous about screwing up mm-hmm. and every everybody had gone off to go do something and bob crowley looks at me and he's like, did they tell you we've got rats? And I wasn't expecting anyone to talk to me, so I kind of like didn't make eye contact and just ran off. Um, sorry, Bob. Uh, but it, it does happen. Petter tried talking to us once and we had to ignore him and that, that kind of thing happened. Okay. All right, cool. Well, yeah, so... um. And then are you able to then, like, uh, when, when that time is done with the observation, I mean, are, are you then talking to other press people, uh, like, saying, oh, my God, you know, that just happened, or what do you, you know, are you guys kind of mixing it up as far as your opinions as to what you're seeing? Oh, yeah, and it's it's really, you know, usually I'm out there with Dalton Ross and Drew Morehouse and Mar Reinstein, uh, people who have really seen a lot of different things, and, you know, Dalton, Dalton Ross is just, an insult. like, he just has the memory for it that I don't possess, so... <laughs> You know, he and he's seen it all, so he's always good to bounce things off. Uh, it was a very small press group this time. It was literally myself and CBS. Um, oh wow! CBS, you know, they do all their you know behind the scenes interviews mm-hmm. and videos. And um, Parvati Shalo was uh, um, was kind of their host, so it's basically her and I the entire time. Um, and you know, not not a that's not press. bad. Yeah, that's not a bad deal. Yeah, it's not it's not so bad having a week alone with uh, Survivor royalty. So it, it uh. <laughs> We had a lot of ceviche, drank a lot of Tonya. It was a, it was a good time. <laughs> now, when you're interviewing um, like probes, like at, at that time, like the pre-interview and that sort of thing, are you are you usually trying to read from him? Because um, I know he always is kind of excited in one way or another, um, but he seems particularly giddy about this particular group. Did you sense that out there talking to him when you were talking to him? Yeah, absolutely. I always say that when when probes is, is hyping a season. It, you can it's easy to tell how he really feels about it by if he calls out something like this is a really interesting cast or if this is a, this is a really combative or any kind of like concrete word he uses mm-hmm. usually means he doesn't like it that much because he's trying to find a hook mm-hmm. but just across the board like he loved this cast before the game started um, and that's funny to use the word giddy because that's what I've been using to describe <laughs> like you know if something goes badly he isn't he he, he doesn't shield it from us like right. there have been times where challenges haven't haven't been competitive or interesting or, or gone the way they finished it and you know he'll he'll say it he's like well that wasn't what we were hoping for um but he like just like like i said like he he really is giddy about this season so sure. and, and granted that's based on the first three days um so anything you see with him you know since they've come back like that's based on how he feels about the season as a whole sure. i can really only comment on how he felt right in that first couple days and uh yeah i mean that's just um it's got to be interesting with all the stuff going on out there, and you've been out there, like you said, since Gabon. Um, but what in general, uh, just a kind of a question for you here, is what what in general um, surprised you just about the production element of the show, maybe even from the first time you were out there? Like, I, I always find it's amazing how much, you know, you can tell just how much production is going on with the cameras and the mics and all that kind of stuff, but you never see any of that, you know, obviously on, on the air. 
Um, what was is there anything like production that really surprised you when you first went out to to watch Survivor kind of happen? Yeah, I'm gonna say this, uh, and I'm gonna sound and feel dumb as I say it. Okay. Like 40 people in the crew. I don't know. I don't know what. Just because you never, you know, you, you don't see them for right. the show. But I, I just pictured like, you know, 40 little dome tents in the middle of nowhere. Um, and that it, it's a it's a city. It is. It takes a entire village to put on this show. Everybody from like you know art to to the people that construct the the challenges to the dream team to the producers to like all these things that you think about when you think of a television production. But then on top of that, like you know this this. this season was intense so they literally in space tents so they needed people to do laundry and people to do sheets and things like that and like the, the, the cooking crew and all like that like it, it like everything it needed for people to exist for 39 days or longer than that actually um had to be there so that kind of blew me away um i also like i always was kind of afraid that i would get out there and learn something about survivor that would make me question its authenticity sure i was very, I was very worried about that um and happy to report that is not the case like it's you know as, as far as I've, everything i've seen like you know it's like you know there are little things about like how they get to and from tribal and stuff like that but as far as you know people you know living among the elements for 39 days it is absolutely the real deal well that's that's fantastic so well let's get into worlds apart yeah the, the main hook of course of this season is uh as as he revealed at the live reunion show of last season is the whole uh, collar uh, idea the white collars versus the blue collar versus the no collar um start wherever you'd like if uh but why don't you just kind of go through and uh, paint a picture for what your take was on on some of these people that you met out there well first of all um you know i i have a sweet spot a, a sweet spot a soft spot for every cast that i i get to, to meet in advance sure um so you know but i gotta say among them that i've met in advance like this is the one that's just really amazing to me like it's it, like I, I remember going like coming home and being like wow now i have to watch san juan del sur and that's, that's not really knock on that season <laughs> i was ready to watch worlds apart based on everybody i had seen um so that's kind of similar to probes uh initial feeling too like what what if you could summarize that just feeling like what was it about this group like what could can you put your finger on what made this group feel so different well i i i think when you look at a group as a whole, like two people stand out and then you have some pretty obvious non-contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't the case. Like just, it, it's, I could make arguments why, you know, some like, you know, a dozen people could be the winner and why a dozen people could be the first out. Wow. Um, it, it's just such a wide variety. It also helps, you know, I don't think you need to be a Survivor fan to be good at Survivor, but it, it you know, it, it does help. You know, when you're talking with somebody who clearly knows what they're getting into, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's a lot of, of, of big fans here. Um, and fans like watching fans play, too. I, I think so, to some degree. Um, but even, even even like, the, the, the people that stand out like they're going to be your villains, like your Joaquins and your Rodneys, like, these are guys that... I, I think some people look at, at, at people and just assume they're jerks based on how they carry themselves, but mm-hmm. it's different when you're one-on-one with them. I actually really enjoyed both guys. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them, you know, could make okay. a solid run at it. Um, but I, I guess you just want me to go player by player and give my quick thoughts? Uh, sure, yeah. Let's All do right, it. sure. Um, we'll start off with our white collars. Carolyn, uh, she's a lot of fun. 
Um, so Carolyn, she's the uh, she's corporate executive. Okay, yeah, corporate executive Carolyn. Yep. Okay. Um, I could see her rubbing her tribe the wrong way. Um, if I had to pick a, a first boot for the white collars, you know, and just because there's there's smaller tribes, and it might make sense to keep challenge strength. Carolyn might see herself in some trouble. You got Joaquin. Like I again, like I said, like on um, you watch this video and you're like, what a jerk. But you know, you can have a like. Mm -hmm. I guess there's a difference between what they're putting out there as far as, you know, probably why they're cast and, you know, how they're as a person. I mm -hmm. personally like Joaquin. Um, okay. He's somebody who, if he can, he can, he can keep a little that, he can go a long way. Uh, Max Dawson, Ph.D. Um, I don't even know what to say about Max anymore. <laughs> uh, he, uh, but, you know, he, he's someone who's, who's well-known in the Survivor community. I knew him before I went out there. Um, you'll notice in my Survivor pregame interview, so knows who he is. Oh wow! Uh, but like he's he's in good shape. He's smart. I think he comes off as arrogant in his interviews, but I think he's smart enough to know, you know, when to temper that down. So you know, he could be a, a serious contender. Uh, Shireen, who I adore, um, yeah, she is just hundred shades of smart. Um, I, I like I I, I kind of we did uh, like some assessments, me and Parvati and Probst, and I, I kind of said like she might be too smart for me to even partner with. She's just, she's been looking for every angle. <laughs> um, she's a huge fan. Um, she's someone I'd definitely be on the lookout for. She, but, you know, I think she can also have the, the potential to rub people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So um, she's got to watch out for that. So originally supposed to be on 29, San Juan del Sur. But, um, yeah, her and her sister, right? Now, it was her sister that had uh, not passed the physical or whatever to get onto 29. There was, there was some kind of, of reason that they were removed due to, due to some, some physical ailment. Okay. Uh, but she's getting that second chance. And she she's somebody who you got to imagine being that close to it and have it taken away and not knowing if you would ever get that chance again. Mm -hmm. um, I'd, I'd imagine she's going to try to go big this season. Uh, and then Tyler Fredrickson, well, I, I, like, an, again, a, a nice guy. Like, I don't think you're going to get me to say anything bad about any of them. Because, sure. you know, in the pregame interview process is, is, you know, they're talking for the first time in days. They're just happy to be speaking to somebody. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're all so nice to me. But sure. um, Tyler, uh, I don't know what to take from him because, like, his, he, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Like, he could go, he could be first out or he could, he could you know, win people over and go all the way. Like, very... Very uh, undecided on him. Blue Collars, start off with Dan Foley, our postal worker from Gore, Maine. A huge fan, mega fan. Um, my take on him was that I, I never really... You, you ever talk to somebody and you feel like they're doing shtick? Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't feel like I ever talked to the real Dan. I always felt like he was doing, like, pre-prepared bits. And I think sure. folks had the same, same take so on too. And I think that could... And I, I fall in that, that trap sometimes in my real life. Um... So I don't know if, if people might have trouble connecting with them. Um, Kelly is a pretty big question mark. She's a state trooper from New York. From New York, um, I liked her, but she's going into it already prepared to lie about being a cop, which you know, is, as we learned from Tony, that yeah. like if someone picks that out, that can put a target on your back. Uh, Lindsay, the hairdresser with the, uh, the tattoo on her face, really sweet girl. Um, I, I think I pro probably a lot of people are going to prejudge her, and I think she's prepared for that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the term she uses is something like, if you're dumb enough to get a tattoo in your face. Um, <laughs> but I, I, never, I didn't get the impression she was dumb at all. She's somebody I think could really, um, you know, if she if she makes the right moves, could really go a long way. Uh, Mike Holloway, I love this guy. Um, and he's another one I think could rub people the wrong way like, just by watching their interview. Okay. Just like sweetheart of a guy. Um he, he's someone I think you know. He's, he's a big guy, so he's going to be. Just gonna emerge. 
but um, I don't know. I, I, I like Mike. I'll, I'll put it that. I don't know. Like, like the, your Mike's and your Rodney's, your Joaquin's. Um, I just want to say, you know, like I said, like don't judge a book by the cover. I could see people really enjoying them. They all kind of fit into the same kind of like I guess stereotype, stereotypical character. Um, but but they obviously are all not the same. I mean, did you sense that they have different? I mean, they're different people, different personalities, but they just kind of maybe by first appearance would be grouped together? Yeah, I think that's actually a really astute um, comment. Like, I think it's easy to look at them and be like, arrogant jerk, Mm -hmm. and move on. Um, But, you know, some of my best friends are arrogant jerks. As long as you can connect with them on some level, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, uh, there's some... There's some fun to be had from that. Some, uh, like, like I said, like I, I, I enjoyed all three of them. They're very different guys. But I could see how you, how people might be quick to lump them together. Sure. Um, I could see America hating them. Um, but you know, I've enjoyed some of the. I've really liked and been friends with, you know, some of the players that America hated the most. And, so, ha- and having um, Rodney and Mike together on the same tribe too is interesting because sometimes that kind of a, a player. A lot of times they see each other as immediate threats or, or they see the exact opposite. They see somebody they bond with immediately and then you have kind of like a power uh, team. Yeah, I think that's absolutely could possibly happen. Okay. Um, back to our blue collar, Sierra. Um, Sierra I, is a sweet girl. She's not that well-versed in Survivor. Um, I, I don't know. She, she kind of strikes me as um, someone that could be you know, a, a, a lieutenant to, to, a, to a stronger player, like maybe her and Lindsay, okay. or maybe her and Mike. Um, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't expect any, like, super huge moves from her. Okay. Uh, over to the no-collars, you've got Haley Ford. It should be no-collar, who's a law student. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she's, she's very bright. Um, I don't I, I, um, I don't know. I, I, like, I'm not... I, 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 I did, like, a pregame ranking so that I could... You know, when I do my, my, my full assessment, that it, um, you know, it doesn't take into account who I know is voted out first. Sure. And Haley, I remember having a real tough time figuring out where to put her. She's going to be, she's going to, her, her and Jen. Like, Jen I, is, is probably one of my favorite personality-wise. Um, I'll get called out sometimes because I'll be interviewing someone too long. <laughs> uh, not, not negatively. They'll just tease sure. me about it. Sure. Um, and and I, I think Jen was one of them where they were like, geez, Gordon, why don't you guys... <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, we talked a long time. She's just a ton of fun. Um, Probe said he was worried that she might be the type to make a, a big, crazy move for the sake of a big, crazy move. Okay. And I would not put that past her. Um, Joe, Joe, the jewelry designer. He, um, in any other season, I would pick to go really far. But this is a season full of gamers. I think that that's one of the things that's going to – like, I can't imagine – someone under the radar winning this season sure. because it's the, the jury no matter what is going to be made up of people that are, that are pretty hardcore gamers mm-hmm. so in any other season someone like joe who he's kind of like malcolm with a different kind of charisma you know malcolm's kind of got like a, a little bit of a bad boy thing where joe's kind of got the opposite where it's where it like he seems just like a genuinely like mm-hmm. pure-hearted like super nice guy um but i could see people being afraid to go to the with him and i could see that costing him um, another thing, like I, you know, I, in my pregame interviews, I always ask about um, if you're willing to lie, and uh, it, it's just like flirting and lying are the two things, just to set bit lines where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this person said they weren't going to lie, and then they did, or vice versa, just to get a feel for how they play. Sure. And I think this might be the first season where everybody crosses the board is like, yeah, I'm going to lie, it, you know, <laughs> who cares? So I kind of wonder if, this, if we've reached like a post-lying era of Survivor where you really can't get mad at that at Tribal anymore, just 
that's interesting uh, too because I've heard Joe um, uh, compared to like the likes of like a Colby or something. And when you think Colby, you think wholesome and will, would never lie and will try to play you know as straight of a game as possible. So that's not really the case with Joe then. No, I think that Joe Joe's like a like he'll lie, but like like I said, like it's like he he's he's like a just like a good guy. Like mm-hmm. he's a good looking, athletic, smart, good guy. Like the last person you would want to take to the end, I could see, you know, if you're taking a Q rating of everybody in the cast, maybe he'd be number one right now because everybody loves the guy. You know, definitely not the kind of person you want to take to the end. Okay. Okay, we have uh, Nina, who has the cochlear implant. Yes. Um, she's a, uh, a hearing advocate for, for the, the cochlear implant. And the amazing thing is, like I said, you, you kind of you, you greet the cast member at, at this big room full of them, and then you take them to where you're going to interview them. And her and I chatted the, the entire way from that point to where I was interviewing her. It didn't occur to me that she was the person. I knew someone had one, but it didn't occur to me it was her until she mentioned it. Oh, wow. That's how, impre- that's how amazing this thing is. Okay. Is that, you know, she didn't have to look at my lips. She just knew She knew exactly what we were talking about. We walked side by side for about two minutes, hmm. and it didn't even occur to me. So um, I, 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 maybe that's not going to be as big an issue as, as people have made it out to be. Sure. Uh, and then uh, finally, uh, oh, not finally, we have Vince Sly uh, <laughs> with feathers in his hair. Um, a lot of comparisons to Coach, and I can understand that in the sense that, you know, people think Coach is like, you know, silly Coach. But if you do that, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because, you know, Coach is a smart guy. Like, you should not underestimate him. Same thing with Vince, really, in the sense that, like, you see the feathers, and apparently he would do some kind of ritual before he would eat anything. Okay. Um, it'd be kind of easy to, to watch that and be like, yeah, this guy's, you know, cuckoo for Poker Puffs. But that, that's a mistake. Like, sure. he's, okay. he's an intelligent guy. He, he knows the game. Um, definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, someone who doesn't know the game, finish this off with uh, Will Sims, the uh, YouTube sensation, mm-hmm. uh, living on a prayer. <laughs> Nicest guy. Super nice guy. Um, I don't know if he knows what he's got himself into. Um, doesn't know the show that well. Um, and like I said, I think this is a season that rewards big moves, big players. And Will might get to the end, but he's probably going to get to the end with the help of one of those big players who's going to win it. Got it. So he uh, he stands out then from the cast in terms of no like maybe knowledge of the game. Yeah, like as far as far if if, you, if we were ranking based on most knowledge to least, you know, you got Max and Sharina on one side, and then you got Will on the other. Got Will's it. here, right? All right. Well, you know, the other thing too, um, just to touch back on Haley, uh, who was the first no caller that we talked about. Um, yeah, that, that struck me as weird when I saw her labeled as a no-collar, yet she's a law student. Um, but when I found out why they did that, I guess the more of the reason about that was that she plans on being a different kind of a lawyer. She wants to come in and change the system and kind of be a, has a rebellious spirit to her, I guess. Um, it, did you feel like, as far as the groupings of the you know, blue-collar, white-collar, no-collar, did you feel that anybody was maybe mislabeled or kind of stuck where maybe they didn't know where to put them? Well, it's interesting because I received 18 bios um, when I got there, and not one of them had a tribe name on it. Okay. So, you know, we kind of sat there and tried to figure out who would go where, and I don't think we got it right. Okay. Uh, if I remember correctly. I think we were off on a few of them. And, you know, part of it is, you know, a law student, you think white collar, and, and uh, you know, they, they cast 18 people before they decide these are our three divisions. So, you know, they're, they're fudging some here and there. Um you know, as long like in my opinion, like the beauty brains and brawn, like those only seem to exist for four episodes anyway. So, I'd much rather them cast solid people than worry about you know fitting a certain stereotype. Sure. 
Well, it comes a, to a point in every preview podcast where we, uh, I have to ask you to pick a winner. Uh, I know that we, uh, it's been very unsuccessful, but it's usually good uh, for a laugh at some point during the season. Um, do you have somebody that you have as your guy or girl this season? I feel bad because every, like, every time I predict someone's going to win, inevitably <laughs> they do not. <laughs> you so, have to address it. I'll, I'll give you some top names. Okay. Uh, and I'll have, I'll have actual rankings out later this week. Sure. This, this, this trade season has been, you know, an interview every day and then the challenges <laughs> and then these weird things they're doing with pros. There's so much. Um, so as far as who I like, I'll give you a couple people from each tribe. Um, uh, Jen and Haley, I, like, are, 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 are going to be up there. Joe, I'll, I'll give credit to in case I'm overreading this thing where, you know, everybody's going to be afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, with the blue collars. Lindsay, I like a lot. I think she's really bright. I think she, I think she can be a leader without um, coming off as a leader. Okay. Um, I like Kelly too. Um, if she can, if, if if that thing about if the lying about her job doesn't fight her, I can see her doing really well. Um, for the white collars, I think you got a lot of big players in there. So Shireen, Max, uh, you know, they they're either going to be you know set the world on fire or they're going to flame out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So th- those are probably my top contenders at this point. All right. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I just cursed all, all eight <laughs> I was going to say, usually you, you only put the, the Gordon Holmes curse on one of them, and then you've just <laughs> put half the cast down. Maybe but, if we dilute the curse, it won't be as power. <laughs> hey, we got to try something, right? got to got to change it up <laughs> in some way. All right, so, uh, yeah, that leads me into, um, you know, you, of course, your, your power rankings. I'm looking forward to following uh, this year as well. Have you, uh, have you named uh, who you'll be doing the power rankings with and uh, when oh. people can expect that? Oh, I certainly have. Tell um, us. We're, try- we're trying something a little different. Okay. Um, you know, we got three tribes, and uh, we're coming off blood versus water, so three tribes, three power ranking competitors. Oh, wow. This has never been done before. This, is, this might be a disaster. <laughs> uh, this, like, just, just from a formatting standpoint, I've been messing with it, and it might get ugly. Um, <laughs> but you were going to have uh, the, I think it's maybe five in a row. It's something very impressive. It's, it's a very impressive number of power rankings victories in a row for, for myself. Um, but uh, it's, we're probably going to put a stop to it with this, the three-way dance. I was going to say, why mess with what's not uh, broken there? But uh, you're getting... well, You know, if you can't rest on your laurels, you gotta <laughs> got to step up to the challenge. Uh, we're we're going to go against one of the blood, blood versus water teams, of course, being the formerly the Broadway boyfriends, now the Broadway betrothed, yes. uh, Jock Reed. So awesome. um, this week I'm going to have their preseason rankings and the power rankings start um, the week after. Um, and I'm, I'm excited because I, I, I really, it, I really was excited to get them because just because they both know the game so well. Oh yeah, um, they should be I'm fantastic. Hoping some, I'm hoping at some point Reed will compare me to a storybook <laughs> character and uh, <laughs> share me a new one. So I was gonna say you might have picked the wrong guy to get on the bad side of it if you you know <laughs> really embarrass him this season, but uh, <laughs> compared to Rumpelstiltskin or something. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, like uh, like always, it's always great to talk to you and get your opinion on what's going on. Um, also, as always, uh, tell tell the good people how they can uh, follow and interact with you uh, this coming season. Sure, the best way to, to get um, all of the survivor goodness that we provide uh, follow me on Twitter at Gordon Holmes, G O R D O N H O L M E S. Also, something new I've been doing. Um, I I have I have like a hundred gazillion old survivor photos that I never really did anything with, so I've been kind of dumping them onto Instagram. Oh, cool. Um, uh, uh, Gordon W. Holmes. 
um, is, is the way to go to see all of those. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have, you know, we're going to have power rankings with the Broadway betrothed. We're going to have episode recaps. We're going to have exit interviews. Um, all manner of survivor goodness this season. Um, and yeah, if you want to see any of the old uh, the pregame interviews, uh, again, like those are all available on my Twitter account. Fantastic. And again, yeah, well, uh, always a pleasure uh, speaking with you. I'm definitely looking forward to this season. Yeah, me too. I, like I, I, like I said, it was tough to watch San Juan del Sur knowing that this one was uh, was waiting, was in the can and ready to go. Uh, there's nothing better than a season that is hyped as being great and that surpasses our expectations. Uh, I'm actually a little worried because like, I feel like this season is super hyped and I might be responsible for some of that. <laughs> we will all see how it plays out, uh, of course, starting with the premiere this coming Wednesday. Um, like I said, Gordon, uh, always great talking with you and best of luck with the engagement and with uh, the Poison uh, Roulette uh, game. <laughs> and <laughs> We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, Gordon. Bye. Bye.